Material Components, Season 2, Episode 58, Freehold Freedom. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Heck yeah. How you doing? Well, Timber's not excited to be here. Timber the dog on my bed is whining that she doesn't get a play. No, this is my game to play, not hers. We're all very sad that there are not yeah. more dogs in, on this podcast. That's true. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Olivia, and I am playing Florian of Akalar. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus, the yet-to-be-determined. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I would like to remind all my players that I gave you a perfectly acceptable species of dog people you could have been playing as, and you chose not to. But Mike, moving I on, was so close. <laughs> I was so close. I gave everyone a furry's playground in this place, and only one of you chose to play as an anthro. I mean, I guess yeah, kind but... of Oswald as well, but... Furry is sort of a tricky. Well, no, he's a scaly. Uh, label. He's a scaly. Feathery. <laughs> all, all three of us, except for Elliot, are furries. And what? I guess I just gave away my predilections. Moving on. <laughs> I must ask the same question I ask every time, and that is Reed. Do you remember what happened last time? I do, yes. And it is um, not, not a, not a, good spot where we're leaving us off uh shit has kind of uh gone south for us um we have lost our 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 primary contact uh in uh victoria silvaro has flipped yet again um back to agus tech uh solutions side uh giving up all of the information on us and our our whereabouts um on the storm's repose uh we had a meeting with um mr zinn um, about our current situation and the danger that we now find ourselves in and what we're basically planning to do now that we have liberated, rescued um, a artificial intelligence fey hybrid known as Mara, who is, you know, how old did you say? 11, 12, 13, 48. How old is Mara? Remind me. She appears to be a elvish child in early adolescence, perhaps okay, 12, okay. 13. A youth. That is what um, she looks like, yes. Yep. Great, cool. Um, but having uh, rescued her from Aegistech, um, they now are on full-blown warfare mode, hunting us down. Um, hiring bounty hunters and all sorts of um, people of ill repute to capture us dead or alive and return Mara. So following our conversation with Mr. Zinn about our next plan, he offered to allow us to meet the Arch Proctor and gave us a location for us to, you know, scamper on off to um, a location none of us had been to previously. So that'll be fun when we get to it. Um, but before we were able to, uh, leave the storm's repose in our ship 
Duma kind of said his his last goodbyes, um, which was sad, but you know, plausible deniability is a great thing to have when you're being hunted by a you know galaxy wide super mega corporation. Um, but the rest of us decided to disguise ourselves and uh, return to our own rooms to uh, like pick up the last few of our personal effects before taking off from the storm's repose for the last time. Um, Elliot met up with, uh, with Jeffethy and was uh, promptly, uh, as Elliot put, cock-blocked. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I know we were all looking forward to that interaction. Um, I miss Jeffethy. I do too. I miss him already. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Oswald uh, attempted to regain access to his room. Now someone else uh, else's room, the new Oswald Octavian Theophilus III, um, and utilized Mara's ability to override the systems of the Storm's Repose to lock their sibling in there um, after a several failed roles to convince them otherwise i mean locking is a minor um expression of what i did technically i sealed uh, mm. them in. yeah that's okay. true meaning, meaning there's no um the only way to get them out now is through a, a mechanical saw of some sort so um <laughs> blow torch to yeah you know wall yeah you you did meet the the crystal Pepsi of the Oswald siblings, and <laughs> like crystal Pepsi, locked it away to be forgotten. Yeah. What a what a way to describe someone, Mike. That is <laughs> what a, that is hard way. <laughs> Oof, it is not harsh if it's true. Well, actually, it, yeah, no, no. I think it still is harsh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. By the way, um, following that uh, wonderful interaction for for Mara's. Uh, budding personality um florian uh went back to his room and found that a number of his plants that he had been keeping have since escaped somewhere into the storm's repose uh the vents above their like pots where they were being kept have since been opened and the the remnants of their their traversal to the the vents of given pause for who knows what might be happening inside the vents of the storm's repose now being overrun by giant plant monsters. I'm sure it's fine. Not our problem. As uh, Olivia said earlier, it's being handled. I'm sure top men. Yep. Top Top men, men, (laughs) men. Um, And then uh, I, myself as a Mari had a wonderful, uh, disguised as everyone's favorite gun mage, Axel Amandito, mm-hmm. um, on my way to uh, pick up my personal effects from my room. Uh, as Axel Amandito, uh, Amari ran into a significant other of Axel Amandito, um, claiming that uh, Axel should know specifically what day it was. Um, clearly, they have some sort of relationship. Um, I think it was implied that they have a a child and that it was his turn to uh, look after said child because she had work uh, that she had to go to. Um, and I proceeded to have 
<laughs> Axel really make sure his wife checked him on his shit um, and hold him accountable to uh, his actions. Um, yeah. And finally, after uh, picking up uh, my equipment from my room, uh, Amari had uh, a run in with Harcourt, who has recently um, been onboarded to the Storm's Repose. Yes, indeed. That former Imperial Marine slash cultist had taken to his word and joined the Cole Foundation and taken up upon the Storm's Repose as they were onboarding new employees. And on your way out the door, you said, hi, bye. As Axel Amandito, right? Yep. Right? <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure I got that right. Um, yeah. And then finally, we we took off. It, um, yes, indeed. Out into the unknown. Minus one pilot, but with your other companions, Kala, the Taro net technician, and Vesnus Rosek, the Kogrish, you don't quite know what her deal is. You have cast out into the inky blackness of space and now find yourselves free to move about the galaxy. <laughs> the Thanks. Dragon's Wake is yours, Oracle Zero, if that is even what you intend to keep calling yourselves now that you are disentangling yourself from the Cole Foundation. That designation has lost some of its meaning at this point. Ugh. Yeah, call Super it a new name. Alpha. <laughs> Super. <laughs> no. It's just one better. I mean, the the Tiresian is. We can't really be that either because we can't like they're tracking the Tiresian. The, so the, the Mira's room. <laughs> Airtight. I mean, call, just cause like the good trouble or whatever. The GT. We're, we're good trouble. It's so, actually what we just named a, a ship in my Star Wars campaign. So y'all have the effects of this game are bleeding out into other galaxies, even if oh they are. Oh God, multiverse. So yeah. you're saying the unified Omatep timeline has spread to campaigns that I am no longer oh. running. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It's, you know what? It actually has also spread to the, the game. I mean, it's, it's, null and void right now uh or in it's on a hiatus we'll say but uh it actually has also spread to my timeline through uh magna and merrimack they are oh, both side characters in yeah <laughs> and like that my influence grows <laughs> um yeah, so kind of Shay's first order of business is like, I don't know if we want to do this before we jump or after, but um, Shay and Kala is going to ask Kala and maybe like, maybe get Mira's help to, Mira's help to like, fuck with the ship so that it can't be tracked or maybe cloak it even just temporarily. Until we get a more long-term solution. That would be something you could do to get out of the Gob War system where you currently are. Orbiting near the Ogre homeworld. But yes, that is a short-term solution that 
you can't do what Kala was doing to like mask your signature all the time. That would require yeah. constant effort. So it'd be very difficult to continuously do. Yeah. But that is a stopgap solution you could do to at least get out of the system. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll yeah, say like, hey, Kala, uh, we got to do that thing that we were doing uh, when we were messing around on, uh, not Titian, that's a painter. Um, Teoshin. Teoshin. Mm -hmm. uh, just for a little while until we can get out of the system. Yeah. And actually, even to readjust slightly, the problem isn't leaving the system. You can leave the system easily. Well, right. The, the problem is showing up somewhere else and the Tiresian pinging on a yeah. comm buoy or a, like, w a warp waypoint, something like that. Just basically tracking your progress. Yeah. So, how does, how, how does one go about, like, changing that? Is it really built, like, integrated into the ship itself? Or is it, like, you just go down to your ra local radio shack and pick up, like, a, a new tags or whatever, you know? No, it's harder than that. Because each ship, because of how, like, etheric technology works, each ship, like each person, has its own kind of signature to it, its own little waveform and changing that is really difficult it involves either like putting a lot more power into your ship to make it look bigger making it a lot less power so it looks smaller changing the way the systems work in some very like specific ways in order to change how that signature pings or just like totally rebuilding the ship from scratch it so sounds there, like there are something... ways to do it but it's complicated well, yeah, I'd be curious to know how Mira might be able to either temporarily or more permanently handle that. Yeah. I think for now we should just, I mean, for now, let's just get out of the system. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a destination in mind? just anywhere else um that's a i mean we're uh well we don't have coordinates for where mr zinn not yet wants us to go so i guess yeah we can probably kind of just go anywhere a little bit yeah he had said he would be in contact with coordinates once you weren't being tracked essentially yeah so let's see gobbler is right here Yes, to give our listeners a bit of knowledge, Gobwar on the galactic map is in the southern reach. The Dragon's Wake galaxy is split roughly into four quadrants. The southern reach is, or at least it was, a little bit of a no-man's land between the two largest galactic civilizations, that being the Conus Empire and the Minos Dominion. Obviously, the Minos Dominion, post the last war, is a bit of a non-factor at this point. And so yeah. the Southern Reach has sort of blossomed as a place of enterprise and a place where people looking to build themselves up and establish themselves as some kind of power can now move about freely without worrying about two warring factions stepping on them. Yeah. Well, and the thing, the other thing is, though, is like, right, like how far can we even get? Like, it's not super far. 
No. And the capabilities like, could, of the Tyrese seem we... to warp. Yeah. Yeah. Could we like get to Dalthul? Dalthul, yeah, absolutely. Not even too far. Okay. It would take a That's couple like of jumps, closest... but you could absolutely do it. Okay. So should we go in that direction or um, what is Dalthul? Yeah, I was just about to know. ask. Dalthul is one of those big uh, Akasi worlds that have the big uh, warp gates mm. at them. There are four oh, of those okay. planets throughout the galaxy. Dalthul, Janzathoth, Efriyag, and Mariagon are the four worlds. Well, maybe we should head that way, just since it's got a warp gate and we don't really have anywhere else that we need to go. If we... Um... If we want it, because our options are get rid of the ship or change it significantly enough to where it won't be tracked. If we wanted to uh, tinker with the ship, the ship's inner workings, uh, with more than what we have uh, capability-wise, where would be a good place to go? I'm assuming maybe any major planet. Um, Yeah. Even Gobwar, the planet you're currently orbiting, has like large urban centers, though you'd find a lack of etheric specialists here. All the etheric specialists on Gobwar would be of differing cultures and interests, not necessarily neutral parties from this planet. If you wanted to look up in your little Rolodex, Atlas, Google Maps, essentially... Uh, yeah. Um, do we want to go somewhere that's well populated or do we want to go somewhere that's out of the way? Somewhere where people who don't want to be found go. I mean, yeah. I don't have this. It's more of a flavor thing. It's like not on my character sheet, I guess, but I have some experience with that. I guess I don't know where I would have gone after leaving Wesrin is all. Mm hmm. Yeah, laying low. Okay. Would you want to retread someplace you've been before? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Wesrin Azald, though, as I'm looking now, I am suddenly realizing isn't actually on the galaxy map that I've given you all. Uh, oh. Is, in fact, in the Western Reach. So after leaving there, you would have probably headed towards the Southern Reach because it's less imperial. And that seemed to be the main motivating factor with you leaving that place. Yeah. And one of the first worlds you would have come across once you get outside of the Empire's sort of reach is a place called Seawell. It is a world controlled by the Freehold Republics, which is probably the second largest Midrian culture in the galaxy. It is a collection of, like it says on the label, republics that came together to form a large government based on the principles of democracy as opposed to imperialism and, you know, empire. They have existed for just as long as the Empire, though they have taken many different forms over the centuries. The basis of their culture sprang mostly from older Midrian cultures. The the Steder communities are well represented in 
the mm -hmm. freehold republics. And yeah, like I said, Seawell is one of the worlds you would have visited first. It is a mostly oceanographic world. Uh, all of its civilization centers are on these island chains that are formed by large volcanoes that dot the world. It is a relatively young planet as far as planets go. But it does have quite a few shipyards because it can produce uh, spaceships in large bodies of water. It's a good place to build spaceships if you're going to do it on a planet. Fair enough. Uh, probably take a little longer to get there than Dalthul. Um It's relatively close, but yes. I would say it's probably farther out towards the Galactic Rim, kind of back towards where you were coming from, towards Noku. Uh, but okay. it is closer towards the western reach. So from where you are in Gobwar, you're kind of moving in a southwesterly direction. Okay. Is there any, uh, like, megacorp presence on on, on Seawell? Yes, any, that, that any... goes without saying. Okay, like, yeah. is there anyone in particular? Or the only is world you... all of the above? I mean, yeah, you'd have a little bit of everything. Okay, there... so it's, I'm just saying it's not like... Um... It's not a corporate world. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, the only planet you'd, you've been to so far with zero corporate <laughs> uh, presence would have been Akalar at this Akalar. point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a paradise. <laughs> right, I just don't mean, like, I, I mean, there's not, Much? like, one that's bit running the show here. Like, you no. know, if it was a, a ship manufacturing place, oh, this entire place is it's, the it's most the part Vorbal run Corp. by one, yeah, Vorbal Corp shipyard. And that's honestly, like, one of the reasons the... Freeholds are considered something of a second tier civilization in the galaxy is they have such tight restrictions on galactic corporations that like the best tech mm. isn't making it to their worlds. Come on, you guys. Laws. It's the free market. If corporations want to create monopolies, they should just be allowed to do that. No regulations. You know, if, they, if they just want to buy Twitter... You know, they yeah. can do that. Mm. Dating oh, this episode. Excellent. Timber but... heard about that. She's not impressed. No. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> impresses her, actually. I will say that the biggest thing you all know about the Freeholds is that they have a very contentious relationship with the Empire. And they are kind of constantly a thorn in the Empire's side. But now that the Empire doesn't have to deal with the Dominion, there's this big looming question about, is the Empire just going to sweep in and crush the freeholds one by one. It hasn't happened yet, but it is sort of a looming thing that everyone's sort of thinking in the back of their minds if they think about galactic politics at all. Yeah. It's like, guys, get a hobby. Jesus. Um, but they're well known for hobby. Uh, kind of backhandedly <laughs> fucking with the Empire's dealings. And the most notable way they do that is through the their Corsairs, as they're called. Basically pirates that while they're never officially confirmed to be backed by the freeholds, they're privateers. Come I mean, on. It's called civil disobedience. Look guys, it up. Guys, we have a new, we have a new, um, I know. That's our, yeah, no, Shay, Shay is like, like, like elaborating all of this stuff. Like, <laughs> okay, but space like, pirate. what space if we pirate? were space, space, pirate? space pirates with, a super hyper powerful fae queen AI. Oh we yeah, would we wouldn't be we wouldn't be taken down 
right away at all. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, yeah. Get this. <laughs> hey, Mira, I know we told you, like, don't do stuff without people's permission, but actually we changed our minds. <laughs> Fuck with these people who we hate because we're pr- actually pirates now. We actually stealing is cool. Yeah. It's a free and market. So you tell her it's that? It's a free yeah. No. <laughs> no. Who who would honestly do something? Wasn't in my character voice. Um uh but I am saying all the other stuff in my character voice. Like I just don't mm. want to, you know, obviously repeat all the stuff that Mike has just said. Yeah, but that's just right. like, yeah, hey, this place was a place I went to lie low a little bit and it has a bunch of stuff, so uh yeah, that sounds ship scraps. Sounds sounds good. Um, what exactly are we going to need to change about the ship? Um, is it something that we don't know what to do, or is it something we know what to do but just don't know how to do it? Should ask I'll take that as a we don't engineer. Know. Oh, yeah, and like right. Oh wait, <laughs> I haven't been like all through. This listen. Once we're when we stop jumping at our next stop, when we're cooling down, I'll like start taking a look at the ship and kind of figuring out all the stuff I need to figure out. Okay. Where did where did Duma keep the instruction manual? I'm sure he must have kept it somewhere, right? <laughs> it's, it's just a... oh yeah, it's right here. And Shay like kicks a panel that's like under the the like steering area, and like a huge booklet falls out. <laughs> oh oh, excellent. Well, there you go. Yeah, I started reading. In that when the once we start to once we're out of work it's it's just a in fake fact, book every page just says what we're in space we're in space it's just future. a it's just a <laughs> qr code every yeah. page is actually a table of contents for a different book that is located on the data pads that are also connected to the key ring which is connected yeah. to the book yeah so i'll like import all this to my data pad and i'll actually start reading it in the isolation chamber when we're in warp Right, well, um... So, with that in mind, who is flying the ship? Great question. I mean, Amari, I assume. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that has anything in pilot. I have a D4. Okay. But you can't fly the ship because you have to navigate it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, Co-pilot. <laughs> so I do have I do have a talent called more than machine. So hopefully that is slightly applicable here. I know normally I've been using it for mech related uh, shenanigans, but you know I would say for the purposes of making the ship more of an extension of yourself, it might apply. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's a Just ship, a but a mech without arms. You know yeah. exactly. <laughs> They both have chairs. That's the difference. Right. Yeah, you've been driving a uh, a Toyota your entire life, and suddenly you're behind the wheel of a sixteen wheeler, and you're just like, oh, the principle is the same. Same shit, yeah. different day, you know. Shout yeah. out, shout out to uh, avid listener Elliot's mom who did do that once. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure it went well. It did surprisingly. Oh, that's great. So what we need to do is call Elliot's mom. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's been dying to get on the show. So yeah. yes. who is who is this Elliot and, and where can we mm-hmm. find their mother? <laughs> They're a powerful, uh, a powerful uh, wizard. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
My mom would definitely be a Magus, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, there are 13 of them. Uh, we got plenty of options. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Mike, are you looking for a role to pilot this or just I'm really um, just curious who is behind the wheel right now? I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, MRA will be uh, what you're doing right now isn't fancy flying. You're just pulling onto the freeway. So it's not exactly rocket science right now. Yet. But there aren't any rockets. They're all crystals and energy based. It's true. <laughs> it's not uh, crystal science. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't rocket etherics. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to know who was literally sitting in the chair in case, you know, stuff who's happens. Flying the plane. So, as you warp out of God War, your de- destination is the planet of Seawell in the Seawell Freehold. It is the only habitable planet in this system. The others are a large really large gas giant near the outside of the orbital perimeter and several large moons that orbit Seawell itself. These moons are mostly used for athite and athium mining to funnel into the shipyards of Seawell. The travel there is unremarkable, though a little exhausting for your technician ally Kala, as she has to basically... Use every trick in the book every time you drop out of warp in order to mask your position in the galaxy. As there are comm buoys and warp uh, centers, or no, um, basically like points in space where you can warp to safely. And there are little positioning, essentially computers there to make sure that ships aren't warping on top of each other. Hmm. Which would be bad. Yeah. And so she is having to work to basically hide the fact that it's you every time you pop out of the void. Otherwise, certain people might be able to catch up with you a lot more quickly. Yeah. yeah. Is that something Kala might need help with? Or is that just something that she just needs to, like, just be focused on for the entirety? She needs to be focused on it, and she's making it very, very clear that... Yeah, she could do this for now. This isn't something yeah. she can keep doing ad infinitum. Like, once you're okay. out of warp and, like, landed on a planet, unless she's doing this constantly, somebody is going to pick up on the signature of your ship and ping it for what it is. And at that point, yeah. information might eventually get back to Agus Tech. It's not going to be an instantaneous thing unless they have some way of tapping into every single scanning system in the galaxy which and then she says it and then it's just like this dead <laughs> silence after that yeah we're all like, just sort oh. of staring at each other like <laughs> unless, yeah, yeah. unless they were some unless they were somehow a company that had their hands in like every piece of tech we would not like everywhere <laughs> all all like communications and uh like transport and systems yeah yeah. Cure eggs. All of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so really f- don't want the Fae to get their hands on coffee. No. Like, honestly, you don't. No. It's bad. <laughs> so the fact that, I mean, the Tiresian more than, I mean, more than likely has the IFF system, like, can they track through that? We don't know. 
You really don't. Yeah. Man, I have a long... Shay in the isolation chamber thinking about it. was like, man, I have a lot of stuff to do when we get to see well. Fuck. <laughs> it takes you a few warps to get to see well. It's the better part of a day's journey. Because, again, how warping works is you do that three-minute jaunt through the void. It's horrible. It's awful. You feel the dark, twisting energy seeping in from the outside of your ship. Some of you more than others. Not me. feel great. Yeah. Actually, Amar, you are not affected by the journey in transition whatsoever. Weird. Some of us need beverages to get through it, okay? It's, th- it's three minutes. It's three terrible minutes. That's... More than 200 whole seconds, so. Yes. Florian. I was just about to ask my... Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) It's not more than 200 whole seconds. To roll me a d20, if you please. Ooh. I have to find a fancy d20. Doesn't have to be fancy, but all right. Well, then I have to find a d20. Okay. Do you want me to roll for you? No. <laughs> that <laughs> came out like a threat. My, my, my dice bag was right in front of me. I just am stupid. It's fine. <laughs> now you're great. It's all good. I'm just hoping low numbers. Because... I just don't have them ready for, you know, not yeah. anymore. My favorite lines. Olivia, don't talk about my friend like that. You're not stupid. <laughs> I mean, hey. You're just a little goofy. Yeah. You rolled low on your perception check, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was so close to being a natural 20, which I know doesn't count in this universe, but uh, do it, I don't add anything to it. It's a 14. 14. Okay. Yeah. The, the journey passes as normal. Oswald, you imbibe in 12 loco, brought to you by Vorpal Corp. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, drink really hard. Drink hard. <laughs> drink hard. It really um, softens the edges of a stressful day. Um, it can also soften also... the edges of any standard cube-shaped metal. Yes, it's <laughs> very true. Mm-hmm. It rounds yeah. objects in your vision. It's just who needs strange. sandpaper? Mm-hmm. It lubricates engines. Um, it uh, and not bowels. that anybody uses engines, uh, but yeah, it's multi-purpose. Cognite. Mm-hmm. That's true. The con. the con definitely do. As you find yourselves in the Seawell system, you find a solar system, much as I described, a single watery world, relatively large for, as far as terrestrial, like Goldilocks worlds go, and an enormous gas giant on the perimeter of the system. Entering, you watch as Kala feverishly works at the communications console on the bridge, trying to mask your signature once again. And she looks haggard and harried. It seems as though she is doing everything in her power to make this function quickly and unsuspiciously. But there's a look on her face that's telling you, it's like, she's not even sure how well this is working. Yeah. And last time, don't worry. As you make it into the system, she lets out a sigh and turns to whoever else is on the bridge. I'm assuming Shay would be cracking open the isolation pod and coming out into view and Amari is there at the wheel. Yep. It's like crawling out of the... 
but she would turn most likely to you, Amari, and say, I don't know if this is... I don't know if this is going to work many more times. I mean, is there any way we can use Mara's skills to help bolster these at all? Is there anything we can teach her? I don't know. It's not... I mean, she could replicate what I'm doing pretty easily, Mm -hmm. I suppose. What with whatever it is she's done to the, the ship's systems. It's just... Every time we do this, it's basically making it look like a, a different ship is popping into the place where we're coming, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all well and good, but as soon as we land somewhere, they're going to see our ship. I, I can fool senses. I can't fool eyes. Okay. Can we... <sighs> So we're fabricating, we're basically stealing someone else's identity to, you know, appear as someone else. Can oh, no, I, I wish new? I had that sort of time. I was just oh, no. making up random signatures. And oh, okay. as soon as we try to get into a place that I can actually double check those things, automated combos is one thing. An actual security system on a planet, they'll be able to double check these sorts of things. Okay, so what do you suggest we do? I don't know. I'm asking you. I know, and I'm asking you. Um, hmm. Never been on the run before, so this is kind of new. Uh, I mean, can we can we ditch the ship somewhere and take the shuttle and figure out a way to purchase another we ship? Don't, uh, we don't have the shuttle. Remember? Shit. Do much of nope. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Trying um, to remember. Are there any ports on this island that don't, Earth on this planet that don't ask a lot of questions? Why don't you roll me a d20? Oh, a d20. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ah. I don't think so. <laughs> what did you roll? It's not D&D, it is. Um. Yes, a one. A one, you say. So, no, there are no ports that you can think of that don't ask any questions. What you do know about is a certain dock administrator that takes bribes. Classy. Which is how you found your way here to begin with. Somebody who, for enough jewels, will... Oh, look at that. This particular birth just happens to be under maintenance. No ship here. Yeah. So, like, I mean, how many jewels do we have left over? I can answer that question. Give me one moment. Gloria. Sorry. You're, 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 oh, no, this is Olivia. Your data pad is taking a while to load. Yeah. As it pulls it's like, up your, uh, your uh, oh, where Circle. did I put this? Circle. I need to, like, Circle. need to clean up my stuff on this data pad. Uh, just a quick question did we ever upgrade our security at all are you to what like our data pads and I mean like I my data pads are all secure okay 
was a thing that Mr. Zinn had said. We should look into upgrading our security before shit broke bad. He did say that. Yeah. Remembering that now. No. I don't know how much it helps us now. I'm just saying. Add that to my ever-growing list of things I need to do, apparently. Elliot. For everyone else's stuff. Elliot, uh, 23,895. Oh, that's how much, how many jewels we have. So, I don't know. Inflation rates have probably gone a bit up from my whole thing and... Depends on if they know why I'd be bribing them, why we'd be bribing them in the first place, but uh, it should be fine. And the person you're looking for is in a little out of the way trading post called Port Izel. Port Izel. And the portmaster there is named Imel. Portmaster Imel. And yes, he is as crooked as they come. Uh, what was the name of the port again? Port Izel. Imel and Izel. I rolled randomly for those names. I just happened to start with the same letter. Nice. Do we just call this guy? Hey, what up? I mean, we can just probably go to the like birth or whatever and just put down and he'll probably walk out and be like, okay, it's a they might have more is character this, than that. Yeah. Is is this like a can we can we just show up without announcing ourselves? This is and a freehold. It's not like it's a military controlled world that's going to shoot you down when you enter the atmosphere. So But, but I just much, mean yeah. like the whole the whole point of this was to be like on the sly like if we and not be seen. So should we just be pulling up to this place? Or should we call him and say, hey, where should we go where we won't be seen? Pull, where, can, where can we pull around the back? <laughs> Funny thing about worlds being spheres. There's never really a back, is there? Yeah. And I mean, like other people might see us, but the only actual record of us being there will be what well, I mean, won't exist. So that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we can't really threaten um, this individual over the phone in case they're not being cooperative. So we can twist arms physically, but I don't think we can do anything to him without actually being there to ensure that we've got a safe place to stay. Reed Morris is not endorsing we're, violence to get your way. We're saying, saying quietly enough that Mira can't hear us. I am just waiting for a declarative statement about what y'all are doing. Yeah. Should I put the yeah, shit we, down? Yeah, we pull up. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be first out. All right. So flying down towards Port Azel, you find that it is a bustling trading port town in the southern hemisphere of the planet. It is pretty distant from any of the more official centers of population here on the world. It's a little bit more out of the way, a little bit more reclusive. It does strike you as kind of a, 
look, if you want to visit this world but don't want to go through official checkpoints per se, this is the sort of place where you might land. And some of the other ships that are docked on these large floating platforms that are around one of the larger islands in this archipelago kind of denote that there's definitely ships that are like oh yeah that's that's a mercenary ship right there or that right there that might be a slaver crew oh boy um and you would know that if that's the case then that crew would be in a whole lot of trouble if they were found inside the republic because slavery is super illegal in this part of space to the point where Mm. You can be summarily executed if you are found participating in the practice of slavery anywhere in Republic space. Oh, can we find out? Can we find out if we're slavers and if those guys are slavers and go kill them? <laughs> that's that's my new that's my new goal for this episode. Nice, <laughs> nice low profile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, as you're coming down towards this place, you see that there is an empty spot on these large floating platforms and you are contacted by the port authority that directs you down towards a particular landing pad, landing pad number 29. Um, and question Mike, uh, the other ships here, when you pull up into like a parking space, right? Are the other ships there also pinging you? Like, is it a constant, like back and forth between all ships, no matter where they are, or is it just like, Hey, we entered the system. The only stuff that's pinging us is the like port authority. If another ship is scanning you, they are trying not to be noticed. It's not something that you can see visually. You're the instruments aboard the Tiresian would be as such that if you wanted to see if anyone else was scanning you, you could definitely find that out. Okay. I just didn't know if, if it meant that the way that the systems work is constantly being aware of the position or identity of all ships all the time, or if it's like a one and done. If you were out in space, Yes, that is what would be happening because okay. the ship's systems detects what's around it. Mm-hmm. Ships that are landed on the ground, in all likelihood, probably aren't doing that, but you don't know. Well, maybe, you know, just do a quick scan, see if we're being um, scanned, you know, just, just for safety. Sure. And with the scanning instruments aboard the Tiresian, you'd be able to quickly determine that the basically the main tower of Port Izel is tracking your entry via its etheric sensors, as well as a couple of other ships that are on the ground are also tracking your approach. And you can see that pretty clearly with the telemetry you have, that they are a couple of freehold gunships. So it's basically like the port cops are watching you Mm -hmm. as you're making your approach. Now, are we talking bicycle cops or we're talking uh, these are fighter pilots who are like, if you're going to cause shit in this port, they're going to hop in their craft, fly up there and shoot you down. Okay, Okay. I was hoping more along the lines of like segways or something. No, (laughs) F-16s. Well, well, that's a da- that's a dated aircraft model, so they're they're using older <laughs> stuff. Okay, cool, got it. Against your vessel with zero weapons. Hey, knowledge is power. <laughs> it's true. 
Oh, yeah. Have you been reading the archive, Amari? The what? No. One of. It's one of oh, their shit. one of their phrases. If knowledge is power, then we are the most powerful um, organization in Dragon's Wake Galaxy. I believe that's a pretty that's long their slogan. <laughs> That's it's really one of them. Long. They, they bandied it, it around off the web page. The, the... Damn! <laughs> wow, it doesn't even—they don't even have it wrap around. Wow, that's mm-hmm. a bad design. Not known for its design, it's fairly utilitarian, honestly. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, put the put the Tiresian down. And start. I believe the archives link, uh, lo- slogan would be "Scientia est tellum." Actually, oh no! What does that translate to, Mike? Hmm? Who can say? Scientia. You can. You have the power. You are God here. Scientia, Scientia what? Est tellum. Okay. So as you land and come out onto dock number 29, you find yourselves on a sunny beach world. It is oppressively hot, but it's a a, a dry heat, despite being on the, the ocean side. You've got this cool ocean breeze washing across the metal deck that you find yourselves on. There are these interconnected, basically floating pontoon platforms out strung out along the ocean where these ships have all landed. And they are sort of constantly reorganizing themselves and being propulsed by little crystalline propulsive devices underneath the water to kind of shift the platforms closer or farther away from the main dock on this island. So it's like the island has kind of a tail of floating squares where all these ships have landed. And you can see the port town itself is a fairly middle-sized settlement. You'd guess it probably has a few thousand permanent residents with a lot of people coming to and from. There was a large market here that you can even see as your platform is being kind of like bubbled up towards the dock proper. And you can see that there are several large hotels. There seems to be some kind of resort on the beach. And there are a lot of other smaller low buildings spread out over this what appears to be mostly tropical island. Several mountains in the distance rise up covered in dense green foliage. Think like the big island of Hawaii. Hmm. Hawaii. Hell yeah. So yeah, as the platform is pushed forward, reorganizing itself around the other ships that have landed at Port Izel, you quickly find yourselves secured to the side of a large dock, essentially. And your own personal pontoon is attached to it for the time being. You hear magnetic clamps kind of sealing into place and causing the ground around you to go from kind of that bobbing of being on a water to the solid clunk of it suddenly being secured to something. Standing at the side of the dock is a large, burly-looking, appears to be Midrian, but... A big Midrian. You immediately recognize them as some kind of stetter with the pure black eyes and just big frame. He has a shirt that looks like it probably had sleeves once, but his 
arms are of such a girth that the sleeves were deemed inoperable at a certain point. And so has now just revealed these broad shoulders and thick arms that are covered in tattoos. I uh, see we found uh, my personal insert into the campaign. Perfect. <laughs> Who is this big man? <laughs> That's like three men taped together. This is a, this yeah, is a it is. gigantic, just yeah, it, lovely. Some sound. might call this a, a shaved Urson, but it is clearly Midrian as you make your closer approach. He is holding so, uh, a data pad in one thick, meaty hand and is tapping it idly. And as you approach, you can see that his sun drenched skin is just covered in what looks to be like burn scars of some kind. You don't know if it's just hmm. ages and ages of standing out in the sun for too long or actual like weapon fire damage at a certain point. Uh, it's also clear that one of his eyes is missing and has been replaced with an etheric uh, replacement of some kind. Did you say that uh, Stedders were the largest individuals no, not like even height close. wise. No, would how? What would the tallest be? Uh, probably ogres or taro. Okay, okay. Just trying to get a. Yeah, it would probably go like ogres, taro, urson. Then it kind of gets a little like everyone's kind of in the same variance. Like the mm. tallest midrian is probably still. About as tall as your average Leon or Lycan. In the six and feet to seven feet. Yeah. Yeah. But like the, the shortest Leon or Lycan is always going to be taller than the shortest Midrian. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Stedders are like always going to be a head taller than most other Midrians. They big. Yeah, big boy. They average around like seven feet tall. And yeah, this one is old, wrinkly, leathered, and clearly battle scarred in one form or another. And Though whether or not this, those battles is... happened in the back alleys of a port or out in space, who's to say? Yeah. And this is Emel. Yes, this is Portmaster Emel. And he gives you all a, a broad, wide smile with uh, what is clear to be uh, teeth that have been replaced with aethite prosthetics. So he has these like crystalline teeth that are glitter in the sunlight. Hell yeah. Does it look like, like he had to get dentures replacements or he's, his mouth is just like iced out. Like that's where his money went. Why not both? I'm just curious. Does it look cool in or does it look like he had to like, in he your no professional team. opinion, it looks like dentures that they didn't bother like doing the enamel spray coat on. So this is just like what they look like raw off the factory floor. So either this is a personal choice or he did the cheapest possible option of a full teeth replacement thing. Huh. Interesting. Because like normally if a person would have their tooth replaced with some kind of crystalline replacement, it would be sprayed to look tooth colored as to not be super off-putting and glittery. So he's got underglow for his mouth now. It sparkles in the sunshine. Okay. And as <sighs> you approach, he taps a few more times with a, a thick finger on his data pad and gives you all a, this big, 
smile that is somewhere between a, a shark and a wolf. Wolf shark. Shark. Woo. And uh, Kala has joined you. Vesnus, after seeing the sunshine, has decided she wants to stay on the ship for now. That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, Shay, has, has Shay had, I, I'm trying to parse the interaction that, uh, uh, Shay was talking about earlier. Have you met this person before? Yeah. Okay. In that case, I'll leave it up to you. you I mean, like, admittedly, this is Elliot saying this, admittedly, it was once when I was like 22. So... It's probably not going to go great, but Shay is like, oh, and Mel, you don't look a diff. You don't look a shade different. And Emel's smile will broaden and he will say, it's a wonder what the sun can do for one. Welcome Indeed to Port Izel. How can I be helping y'all? Well... No, this was quite a long time ago, but uh, I was actually kind of hoping you could help me in the same way you did a few years ago. I help a lot of folks was... around these parts, so you might have to jog my memory. It's like, oh, I you know. do not know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Just a kid. Taken off from school. Trying to make a new way. You see quite a few wayward students in these parts. Just really curious how much, um, I mean, would it take to jog one's memory? Well, that depends entirely upon what sort of jogging needs to be doing, I suppose. Are I'm just jogging? looking for the signature of the captain of this here ship. That would be... Nah. Uh, <clears throat> now, I, I I don't know. We're a rather uh, discreet bunch of folks. Uh, I I ain't sure we're much in the uh, in the sun and business. That is a bit of a problem, my friend. See it as I need the. Sig stamp of whoever your captain being, so we know who to charge for the docking fees and what have you. Oh, oh well, that, that's this guy. <laughs> and I'll like pat <laughs> Mari on the on the like shoulder. <laughs> oh, we weren't thinking of docking and running. Money, uh, money is no issue. Well, that's good. And you should be able to cover all your fees. Yeah, and uh, maybe even uh, something on the side. And he kind of like squints at you for a moment, and, and Shay is also squinting. <laughs> it's very bright out, to be fair. Yeah, so we're it's all so yeah. bright. I forgot my sunglasses in my room. <laughs> he can only squint with one eye because the other one is kind of like fixed open with yeah. some cheaper on the side like etheric replacements makes get kind of has the classic cyborg look of the weird wraparound thing that makes the big eye lens yeah wait hold on i tap my my spectacles and they shade <laughs> oh damn it you've got the uh 
What is it? The transition lenses. Transition lenses. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he will say to you, Shay, are you perhaps looking to have your docking expedited? Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, I'd say, I'd say that would be a real help. I see, I see. So, quick, easy, fast pass, if you will. They get, they got rid of that. <laughs> Not here, they the genie pass now. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Quick, expedited shipping, and, uh, you know. Or quick expedited docking, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe we were, uh, maybe we weren't here. Ah, I see. Well, in that case, you're looking for an unjogging of memory, I should think. Yeah. Well, that's easy enough. A few thousand jewels tossed into the. Ex- Expedited docking fees can unjog quite a few memories. Oh, excellent. Excellent. We'll just title it service fees or something yeah. like that. Under and miscellaneous. He will pull out title. like a, uh, a second, smaller personal comm pad from a personal pocket and he'll say, Just have my own call set and forward me the fees and I'll handle it personal like. Lovely. Always great to do business with you. Though this is only the second time, but also don't remember that. And he will do this big wink that is mostly just a blink because his other eye doesn't Mm -hmm. have an eyelid. And will say, right enough. And how many jewels do you forward to this shady individual? He's at a few thousand, right? Could probably kick Mm -hmm. him like 3,500. Yeah. How many did we have? We had 23,000. Like 20,000-something. 20, 20, okay. Hell, I'll give him 4K. What What the hell? Okay. So, 4,000 jewels out of your reserves and goes into the pocket of Portmaster Emel, and he will tap a few more keys on his larger data pad and say... Welcome to Port Izel. I hope you have a fruitful stay. Thank you very much. And he goes stumping down the wharf to check in with some of the other port hands that are scuttling here and there, loading up trade vessels and moving about doing their dockly business. Ooh, that was exciting. All right, and Shay will, like, stretch and crack their knuckles. I got a ship to examine. Right. Now that we're here, what should we do? Kala will, like, slowly raise her hand. Kala. Did we just bribe that man? No, we did not. And touch (laughs) touch my nose. And then look at Shay, just, like, (laughs) hands to their mouth. Oh, no, that's me trying to sound like I'm far away. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm, like, inside the ship again. Yup. <laughs> All right, just making sure. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we bribed 
him to like kill a puppy or something. He's just not going to tell anybody we were here. I'm just making sure I I I know what just happened. Uh, does it look like business is happening uh, in this port at all? Like, yes. is there stuff going on? Okay. There are crates being moved to and from certain larger transport ships. Clearly, cargo is making its way to and from this place. There, with an idle glance, you can tell that, like, some of that cargo looks mighty out of place in this little out-of-the-way port town when it's got, like, imperial stamps on the sides of certain crates and, like, large amounts of corporate goods that's like, wow, that's a lot of Vorpal Corp goods for no ships with the Vorpal Corp logo on it. Yeah. Hmm, how Vorpal Corp got out here, that's interesting. I mean, Vorpal Corp is everywhere. It is the leading brand in everything, but... That's true, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I'm sure they purchased it legally, that... How else could they get it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. How else? Um, hmm. Can I can I make some sort of um check to or like can can I wander around and keep my ears open for uh, like I'm not going to stray too far from the ship because uh, you know it's a nasty neighborhood, but. Uh, can I keep my ears open for like anything that might be of interest to us as a newly on the run uh, a group of individuals? Like, say, can I see if anybody is transporting weapons? <laughs> uh, and you're just like strolling around the wharf here. You're not necessarily making your way into town. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like some kind of investigation role of some sort. I don't know oh, if you have any goody. talents that fall into that. Hey, listen, uh, I don't have any talents in anything. <laughs> uh, Florian, which, would you mind if I tagged along? Perhaps uh, uh, a separate pair of eyes might be beneficial. Oh, yeah, yeah, actually, that might be a good idea. Um, and I will just kind of like... I don't know if I make it obvious to Oswald what what we're doing, but... <laughs> We're just investigating. Sure. Just like just like old times. Yeah. This uh, does sound okay. like a role to me, yeah. What are we yeah. looking for? Um I mean I'd say just keep you know, a place like this, you might come across stuff that you we wouldn't normally have access to and mm. Anything that might be helpful to uh, keeping us and the ship and Mira safe might be uh, might be helpful. Also, I I probably got to get some new duds at some point because these kind of uh, I don't look like I'm a space traveler. I look like a fucking cowboy. <laughs> Do any of us really look like we're space travelers? I- I mean, I, I don't know if I do. I'm just, just wearing this. I mean, yeah, I... We don't know exactly what resources Aegis Tech is going to be spending on, on finding us, specifically. Mm. Like like Mira, you know. A lot. They, like a lot of them. Pro- probably yeah, a, a lot, lot of resources. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but... So whatever yeah, we can do make- to... 
be unidentifiable. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, yes. So this definitely sounds careful or quiet to me, then. I'm going to take careful. All right. Works. So you're doing some uh, sort of careful perception check of some kind mm-hmm. with Oswald's assistance, throwing yes. in your talent dice of, I believe you all have actually specifically investigation. I do. I have a D8 in that. Well, there you go. Then nice. add a D8 to that roll. Uh, actually, Lisman, I will let you roll that one. Oh, sure. Um, what just because it's fun that way. And I'm going to yeah. throw some aether on here. Okay. And what are you specifically looking for? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm looking for weapons, but like if there is God, I don't even know. Um, like like burner phones or like <laughs> signal jammers or any like anything that just might I think the Main Burner data pads, be, I mean, sorry. <laughs> yes, the main priority would be something to assist Kala so that she doesn't have to keep, like, coming up with a random signal every time. Uh, I mean, that's but what that, Elliot is, that's what Elliot is doing right now on the yeah, ship. Yeah, it, see, it seems like, to me, the way you're describing it is you are looking for things that have to do with sort of espionage craft or skullduggery of a sort and like personal defense yeah right and okay like a shoe knife or you know um exploding wristwatch sure 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 Um, cone of silence got it uh Uh, inflatable gun (laughs) Uh, laser lipstick from totally spies Uh uh-huh uh-huh and your search is contained primarily to the wharf yes Okay. I I don't want to stray too far like mm-hmm. you know like I'll f- like I'll follow if if it sounds like people are, you know, if I hear it mentioned, we can follow some fools, but I'm not going to like look in town. I want to stay close to the ship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. And this is going to be one of those the higher roll the more you might have at your disposal kind of a roll. Though I'll say the baseline difficulty here is definitely 20 because people aren't just going to leave that sort of thing out in the open. Yeah, sure. for sure. Um, Get listen, your guns. Your... Get your guns uh, here. <laughs> I rolled a four. Four. You okay. want any spy equipment? <laughs> <laughs> what you buying? I don't know. I don't know how Tortuga this place is. Well, that's that's what this role is to determine, I guess. Is it more Tuga or less Tuga? We're about to find out. Question. Yes. It it might be more Tuga. That's a twenty nine. Twenty nine. Right, let me really really fast. Let me make sure that I added that right because I am bad at math. <laughs> and double- also, just one more, and you'd have a critical victory. So, Sam. You could Such take the war Honestly, this is this is like the perfect opportunity to use that. Uh, I know you were kidding, Mike, but you know what? Oh, Mike's never really kidding when he's offering an aether. Or uh, I, I wouldn't dice. even put the really on there. I would say I'm never kidding when offering a void dice. <laughs> it's always on the metaphorical table. Oh man, 
So good. I rolled exactly the amount to not have to roll another one. <laughs> Great. Uh, so yeah, critical, critical victory. It is now a 31. Okay, excellent. It added up and I was right. As you poke around the wharf, Oswald and Toe, Shay has gone back to the Tiresian. Amari, are you following your two other companions? You're just hanging out near the ship. Well, I'm trying to figure out what the best thing, like acquisition wise, I should be trying to get. Is it upgrades for tux to protect us? Is it stuff for the ship? I'm I, I haven't quite settled on what I think is the best thing. So um I also think I should probably get some new clothes because I'm still wearing coal foundation attire. Mm. Um given that I probably don't have a lot. So I'm gonna go clothes shopping. So Mari's heading into town outfits. while Makeover Fashion. Florian <laughs> and Oswald are poking around the wharf. Makeover. Florian, as you're poking around the wharf and just kind of like giving the air of stretching your legs and moving about and checking things out, you can see that the the long wharf itself has about 13 like clamps positions where those big buoyed landing platforms can kind of float up and attach themselves to the long wharf that jets out into the ocean. And I would say about half of them are actually have ships on them. So there's always a little bit of space in between each ship. Very rarely are the ships right next to each other. That seems to be on purpose. And of what you can see here and there along this wharf, it is less Tortuga-y than you might have initially assumed, given the nature of the individual who greeted you. He seems to be a bit of an eccentric uh, among the other people you're seeing here. Because while the goods that you're seeing loaded up are definitely a little conspicuous in terms of like, wow, that's a lot of single stuff from a single company to be in a non-company ship you get the sense that maybe it actually was acquired legitimately and is being loaded up and transported to other destinations. And it just happened to be moving through this port. And from what you can see, it's a lot of supplies, honestly, colony stuff, stuff that you'd need to survive in a world that is less than at the height of the civilizational curve, as it were foodstuffs, seeds, things you might need to care for uh, herd animals or large populations of people if they didn't really care about the flavor of food. The other thing you do notice is that there is... The, the sketchier thing you see is a weapons shipment that is definitely crates that have the Zolcon Industries stamp on them which is one of the larger military industrial companies that are that is run out of the empire. It primarily makes its name by selling uh, Legion surplus gear. And there's a lot of that over at one of the ships off to the side. And what is notable about that is as you see the workers around this large cargo vessel that is clearly marked as some kind of freehold republic transport ship like it's government run they're coming at these crates not like somebody who 
can just like wave a data pad over them and open a crate like they have some kind of clearance to do so. They're coming at them with hacksaws and crowbars and they're prying them apart by force. And Mm. you definitely like are traipsing past this. And from a distance, it would just look like people prying apart crates and getting into boxes. But seeing all these little details as you get a little bit closer, you're just like, oh, okay. Like things like this probably wouldn't look great if they were being done in one of the larger ports on this world that in theory, an Imperial ship of some kind could just pop in and land. There's no reason it can't. The freeholds in the empire aren't at war after all. And there should hypothetically be like, like, uh, uh, oh my God, the list that has all of the products that are in any given shipment manifest. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like a manifest being checked by a port master and like Mm -hmm. sent to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that this is happening here maybe gives you an idea of like the sketchiness level of this place. So while it's not perfectly on the level, it is sanctioned, not on the level. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, as we're kind of, what did you say traipsing past yeah. um as we're kind of walking past could i try to like get catch the eye of one of these people sure you see a midgen r- woman probably in her mid to late 40s but again because of how aging works in this galaxy she looks like very young and mm-hmm. she is kind of like wiping her brow she's coming up with uh, an armful of what looks like older model Zulcon rifles and like stops as she's looking at you and you give her kind of like the head nod yeah i and... in fact think i tilt my hat <laughs> milady <And> no <laughs> you see oh, her no. kind of like nod slowly at you it's weird um, we had to kick Olivia off the show. It's, oh, it's so odd. Sorry. Just yeah. Immediately banned. Yeah. Um, I will, yeah, sort of sidle up and... Uh, howdy there, ma'am. How are you doing this fine day? Working. Can I help you with something? Uh, yeah, my... Uh, my buddy here doesn't believe me. I was just telling him that uh, I hear that all these big companies, you know, Zolcom, Vorpacorp, all those places, uh, whenever they ship large amounts of anything, they always add extra because, you know, things just go missing in transit so often. And he doesn't believe me when I say that. <laughs> Oswald shakes his head like, that doesn't make oh, any sense. Would- but uh yeah, I figured you as a as a shipper of such goods might uh might be able to enlighten him. And she puts down her armfuls of rifle kind of to the side of one of the crates, all of them but one that she brings back up and kind of just offhandedly is holding with a casual ease her finger near the trigger in a way that speaks of a certain amount of trigger discipline that you've seen out of certain ex-military individuals. Yeah. 
and she will say, yeah, funny how that keeps happening. Yeah. I See, so I'm right there, Oswald. Uh, you are going to buy me a drink tonight. Um, Several, if, uh, seems like. Hmm. And you know, hmm. Hmm. Livia now contemplating how to dig out of the hole. <laughs> oh no, I was I was contemplating how to dig further. Um, it's a very nice hole. It's, it's a good hole. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, is this this is really this good hole was there. made for me. <laughs> it's my hole. Do I have to um, be standing in the hole, Florian? <laughs> uh I mean, does Gita she see, or is this holes? Yeah. Does does this? Does she seem like? Does she seem like upset, or does she seem like? Oh, this is some thieves can't like. She seems like this stranger just walked up and started speaking in a way that is super sketchy, and she doesn't know what quite to make of you. Okay. Well, then yeah, I just say like, see, I told you I was right. And it, like, if she doesn't seem like she's receptive to this, we could we could just move on. I'm gonna steal these weapons later. She doesn't need to know that. It's fine. You could purchase them. Doesn't seem like she's willing to like let us purchase them from her. Uh, yeah, and again, this is just like some rando who is opening up boxes and moving supplies. Yeah. This doesn't seem to be the person who is in charge here. Yeah, right for sure. So she is going to eye you and like nod slowly and say, if you'll excuse me, I have to get back to work. Oh, yeah, of course. Have a good day. We and will you see her walk away from the crate, still only holding the one rifle and walk over to another woman who is dressed a little bit more crisply, though still in what you would call civilian clothes, which are all these people are dressed in. And she will start furiously talking to this other woman and they will both glance back towards you as you are starting to move away. I'm going to kind of like walk, walk backwards and like keep an eye. And when they look back over, I'm going to wave just like uh -huh. very friendly. Yep. <laughs> Low profile. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. Well, we know they're there now. So, uh, I I guess I assumed we were going to be uh, perhaps purchasing, but uh, what what what's the game? What's the goal? Well, if they're shipping, it doesn't seem like they're uh in the purchasing or in the in the they're not in the selling trade, they're in the shipping trade. I was hoping Sometimes, if you come across the right sort of folk, they'll just, you know, bump one off the wagon for you. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Oh, a wagon we'll, we'll is a like a small wheeled uh, car. It it rolls. It. Um, I don't know okay. how to explain. <laughs> okay, I'll just crazy. take your word. I'll just take your word for it. It's yeah, one of those yeah. Akilar things, I'm sure. Yeah. But, um. So, should we have been more uh, explicit, do you think? Like, hey, no, perhaps I, I we should pick up one of those extra ones, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, 
we could always go into town and see if there is anyone selling, but it it's true. It don't seem yeah. like ugh. problem is you have to get licensing done, and then it's usually trackable. And I would imagine in um, uh, most uh, well, I suppose civilized is a uh, subjective term, but uh, we'll go with that for now. Uh, society. Um. Well, hopefully that's. Uh... So, are we are we going to go back and take some? Is that? Is I mean, that what we're I, do? I mean, like that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out how we're going to do. Now, here's my question, Florian. Now, have you done something like this before? Have you stolen or and or purchased something? Uh, I have yeah. not personally stolen a gun per mm. se. Hmm. But I have been there when weapons were acquired <laughs> less than illicitly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Just to clarify, Florian, I'm not actively recording recording you right now so you oh don't yeah to. no i've i've like i've like been there when when sales have gone down but no i haven't right. haven't actually stolen hmm. guns i suppose it, you, you have to know somebody right that that seems to make sense you have to be in the know um, yeah and i mean i i guess i was hoping for someone a little more friendly but uh don't always happen that way should Meanwhile, be, um, in town, hmm. Amari, mm-hmm. you are looking so hands to buy Amari a gun, <laughs> some clothes. Mm-hmm. Strolling into Port Izel, you find that it is a pretty bustling port town. It seems as though this place does a brisk trade of people doing trade. The business here is business. People coming to and from, there is a bustling market in the center of town as you pass in. It appears to be goods and services offered from many corners of the galaxy. There are okay. stalls and booths that like crisscross. It's kind of like a flea market vibe to it. There's definitely like stuff that has fallen off the back of the proverbial wagon. Okay. Not that you would know what a wagon is. It needs to be explained. It's a Akalar thing, but. If it's an Akalar thing, I don't care. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> there is definitely at least one booth that you see as you're coming into this place that is like a long rack with shirts hanging off of hangers. And each of the shirts mm. is these massive billowy button down floral print monstrosities. So that's Man, the first clothing like the you pop see. Pop up Tommy Bahamas. <laughs> oh, you wish it was that classy. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, uh, the surrounding area is like low buildings of businesses. There are restaurants and cafes here. There's uh, a tall hotel off towards the beach that appears to be some kind of resort or another. Nothing here is fenced off, necessarily, and there isn't a lot of traffic outside of foot traffic in this place. Seems that everyone kind of mm. leaves their ships at the dock. 
And there's no like ground transports here. It's all just walking speed. That's fine. I dig that compared to like the the gigantic superstructures of um oh not was it Talgan three? Talgan three and Asclipsis. Yeah. This is this is uh a bit more my speed. Yeah. I will say it is not as culturally or species diverse as you're maybe used to seeing on the Storms Repose or other places you've mm-hmm. been. It's a lot of Midrians. Okay. Uh, there's a scattering of others. You definitely see a booth being run by a few larger uh, avia specimens. Definitely, you're coming to realize that uh, Oswald is unusual in his stature. He's very wee. He's so mm-hmm. small. Um. Okay. Cool. So, what are you looking for? Um. I guess I'm looking for. <sighs> Not necessarily a a goodwill, but like a secondhand store, perhaps maybe given the items being shuffled through here um, on the wharfs, perhaps there is a sort of military surplus given that there was a war that had happened within the last, you know, five years. Perhaps there is some, you know surplus in terms of like clothing not necessarily weapons but just like sure base outfits yeah Yeah. heading through this place you kind of like poking around and it's a lot of like i said stuff that's maybe like falling off the back of the truck stuff being Mm -hmm. sold here so it's not necessarily used it is newer items that are being sold out in the open for the more like shonky shop kind of Slightly used stuff. You're directed towards a low, long building towards the northern end of the settlement that has this kind of dilapidated look to it. It is a broad, open storefront with kind of like a porch that runs along the the front of it with a a shaded lean out over the the eaves of this single-story building. You can see a single entrance that is flanked by these broad open windows. And the windows are just filled with, at first glance, you would call it junk. It is just random stuff. You ever walk by one of those antique stores that is called an antique store on the the top header of the signage? But like, really, it looks like somebody's just heaped all the garage sales they could find into the windows and the shelves of this place. Oh, yeah. It's a building. It's called Stuff and Things. It's in <laughs> Garibaldi, Oregon, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> the, uh, what is it? Eagle Outlet Store over in Milwaukee as well. Uh, or there's, there's plenty of stores like this. In Portland? I want to say there is. Perhaps. One. Oh, I don't know. I've only seen it in yeah, Belmont. But leastways, you, you know the sort of store I'm describing. Oh, yeah. It is a, an accumulation of stuff and things. And there is a sign out front with a roughshod triangle kind of like carved into a piece of what looks like driftwood. And it says Pharaoh Exports on it. Okay. It, it, is it... Does it have a lot of people inside the shop, or does it look fairly, like... You can't really see past the layers of junk into the store itself. Okay. 
All right. Well, it seems as though each of the windows is kind of blocked by a shelving unit with a bunch of stuff on it. So okay. you can probably uh, see, see what's on those shelves in from the inside. Oh, uh, yeah. You'd see people coming in and out. And the okay. front oh, door yeah. doesn't even have a door. It just has a beaded curtain. Love it. Cool. Must be a pain to heat that. And you can see but that there's a, a, like a, a rolling grate above you underneath the mm. the eaves that could probably be mm. pulled down in front of the entrance. Okay. Cool. In I go. Okay. Pushing the beads aside, you see that this place is fairly busy. Uh, there are people poking around like you would see inside of a Goodwill, just like moving through racks of things and kind of like lifting objects up and putting them back down and shuffling through the shelves of this place. It is a lot of shelves. Mostly shoulder to like chest height shelves of differing sizes. Clearly they're not all uniform in make or model. And there is an assortment of just stuff. It doesn't seem to be organized in any way, shape or form. There are piles of clothing. There are sometimes racks with clothing on hangers. There's like a a coat rack with a bunch of coats on it, but the coat rack also has a price tag on it. Everything is for sale here. Everything. As you're passing by one of the shelves, you see that like, yep, there is a price tag on the shelving unit. (laughs) Okay. Um, Is so there's no discernible, like, like organization to it or is it like there's clothes over here there's items over here there's like it seems like that's maybe how it started but then as Mm. people like picked things up and moved them around and nobody bothered to return them to the spot where they're supposed to go there's been a sort of continental drift of items in this place over the years that like like the way you can see how continents fit together once upon a time, you can maybe see if you stood at 3,000 feet and looked down at this place where the items maybe began and slowly drifted over time. Mm-hmm. Okay. But from, well, the, from um, the ground level, it is an indiscernible chaos of stuff. Uh, does it look like there are people like working here? Or, or is it mostly like visible like customers just meandering? customers meandering you see in the distance near the back of this place and it is maybe about a a, like 50 meters away from you half a football field is the back wall Mm -hmm. of this place you see that there's what looks like a sales counter back there sure okay well i'm gonna start looking for some clothes okay uh what's what style are you trying to put together here um not full blown like military. I'm looking for something that can get like uh, a little roughed up, um, multi purpose. Um, I have a specific look in mind for a and it's very silly. Uh, and by silly, I mean it's reference from a character from some other form of media. Mm, of course. Um, but yeah. Uh, think think a lot like the original owner of uh, the Buster Sword. Um, so not I a see. yeah. So, so not a not a looking, blonde-haired individual, but a dark-haired individual. You're looking like Soldier the acronym, not Soldier the job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Got with, it. Minus the shoulder pads. I, oh, I don't need that. Okay. Yeah. What is so it like, without the shoulder pads, though? <laughs> I mean, well. Shoulder pads are everything when it comes to well, see, cloud. Well, see, cloud has one shoulder pad. Zach has two. Now Mm -hmm. I need to be the third one and have none. 
So you do have the you do have the sleeveless turtleneck, but oh just yeah, not yeah, no, that's that that has that has to be okay, there. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Just want to got make it, sure. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. So yeah. mm-hmm. baggy pants, maybe a few mm-hmm. too many belts, some mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. boots, and a sleeveless turtleneck. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Check, check, yep. and check. <sighs> if I'm making him fly, like drive around uh, a mech and everything, he needs to look like some sort of anime protagonist. So. I mean, I don't see why Plus not. Cat. Now, are so, the pants yes. still purple? Uh, I don't think they're going to be purple. Okay. I would do like a black. Um, and maybe throw some built-in knee pads mm-hmm, on them mm-hmm, too, mm-hmm. just for extra extra bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. These are some carpenter's pants kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, you could probably put something like that together. It's all very Perfect. well-worn, well-used. Nothing here has not seen a lifetime of love, if not abuse. So inconspicuous. I love it. <laughs> so I mean, this, it's better than wearing a coal foundation they're gonna be, outfit. They're going to be like, who is this fashion icon? <laughs> As uh, Catman Zack makes his way towards the <laughs> purchasing counter. <laughs> you. All right. I, I, beat, I beat the RPG. I won. I mm-hmm. won the fashion game. <laughs> you come upon a... The customer ahead of you is apparently haggling. Apparently that's a thing Mm -hmm. you can do here. And they have an item on the counter and they are haranguing the shop owner to like give them a better deal on it. Clearly like this item has been used. It's got all these imperfections to it. You can give it to me for a lower price. And the person behind the counter is, I couldn't give it to you for any lower than uh, 50 jewels. 50 jewels is as low as I can go. We did it. As you come up to this spot, you see behind the counter is a reeny man of middle age. His furry head is slightly balded on the top. He's got kind of like a uh, uh, alopecia thing going on where the hair is Mm. thinning uh, above his broad ears. But otherwise, he has like very fine golden fur that covers his body. Uh, a wispy tail comes out from behind him and twitches in agitation as he is haggling. Uh, he is wearing what looks like a worn kind of martial arts gi of some kind, but the sleeves have been torn off. It seems to be a day for torn off sleeves, or maybe that's just the fashion of this place. It's just the fashion. It's it's cool. It's very, very cool. And he has a great many earrings along the, the his left ear, kind of like pierced up along the ear and over the top of it. And he finally harangues this uh, customer of his down to 50 jewels and they uh, nod and trade and the customer uh, taps a bit on a data pad and the money is transferred. He looks at you as this customer ahead of you leaves with their purchased goods. It appears to be an old, some kind of piece of technology with wires and an antenna sticking out of it. You have no idea what it does. And he would say, ah, welcome, welcome, please come forward. I see you have found what you're looking for. But your interactions with this new and mysterious NPC will have to wait until next time.
Because as always, you can find us online at MatcomRPG on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia. I am always there talking about D&D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff. So come hang out. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer, doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at The Readamus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.